today is called Father's Day because it's the day that we celebrate fathers. And some of us have had wonderful fathers that we are happy to celebrate. But some of our fathers were not as fatherly as they should have been. But whatever our earthly fathers were like, no matter how good, how godly they were, they couldn't possibly love you like your heavenly father loves you. Because he actually is love. The root and source of all love. Love is his very nature, his dominant attribute. God is love. And he is the one who loves you. Not just a little bit, but greatly. Not because he has to, he just does. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 tells us, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. This is such a wonderful truth. Do you see it this morning? Not just the words written in the book, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We all know the words, but do we see it? Are the eyes of our hearts open to see his love? To know it in your own personal experience? See what great love the Father has lavished on you. On you. God has great, great love for you. Imagine that. This is the Lord God Almighty we're talking about. The God who created the universe. The God who rules in justice and mercy. The God of all power and wisdom and might. Yet he is a father who loves you. With a love so great, it's beyond your comprehension. But Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 18 that we might comprehend, that we might know this love that God has for us that we might experience the width and length and depth and height of that love that he has lavished on us. Think about that. God's love lavished on you, poured out in abundance, richly, without limit, generously, extravagantly. God the Father has poured out his love upon you. He did it in Christ. This is how we know what love is. John tells us later in verse 11, Jesus Christ laid down his life 
for us, for you. He thought you were worth the sacrifice of his own son so that you could be forgiven, cleansed, redeemed, adopted into his family as his child. He didn't have to choose you, but he did because he loved you and wanted you for his own child. Not just adopted, as Paul tells us in Romans 8, and that's a wonderful truth, but here John is talking about making you his child, not just by filling in the paperwork and taking you home, but by actually coming and placing his seed within you, causing you to be born again. That's what John tells us in chapter 3 and verse 9. God's seed abides in him and he is born again. He becomes a legitimate child of God. And that is what we are. Let me read verse 1 to you again. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Called children of God, but not just called his children, but actually made his children. That is what we are. He says it twice. Once here in verse 1, then again in verse 2. Dear friends, beloved, now we are children of God. So if you missed it the first time, get it the second time. You are a child of God, a son or daughter of God, a co-heir with Jesus Christ. All the blessings of God are yours in Christ Jesus. You are accepted in the beloved. You are filled with the fullness of God. You have access to the Father. You can draw near with confidence because you are his child. And one day, when Jesus appears... You will be like him, verse 2. When he appears, Jesus is coming again. He will appear and every eye shall see him. John said earlier in chapter 2, verse 28, Now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Abide in him, little children. This is where we need to be when he appears. Abiding in him. Having come to him in repentance and faith. Having put our trust in him and his atoning sacrifice having been forgiven 
and hidden with Christ in God, abiding, remaining, so that when he appears, we can have confidence and not be ashamed when we stand before him. And we will stand before him. We will see Jesus. We will be like him. Now today we don't fully know what that will be like. John says in verse 2, what we will be has not yet been made known. But we do know that when he appears, we will be like him. This has been our desire since we first came to know Jesus. And often we have sung, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. All I ask to be like him. All through life's journey, from earth to glory, all I ask to be like him. This has been our heart's desire as we've walked through the journey. And God has been at work in us. He's been changing us, transforming us into the image of his son. We are all being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord, we're told in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. We are being transformed. We are being made like Jesus. But when he appears, the work will be complete. We shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. We will see him and he will see us. That's why we need to purify ourselves as he is pure, as it says in verse 3. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And we do have hope. A sure and certain hope that we shall see him. But how can we purify ourselves? We all know that we fall short of the glory of God. We all know that our own righteousness is as filthy rags. But praise God, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's all of Christ. But he calls us to come by faith and take for ourselves this gift of forgiveness and cleansing. He has done all the work, but we need to take hold of it. Believe it. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. And if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He will purify our hearts by grace through faith. Your part is to come, confess your sin, lay down your old life, take up the new and claim his 
righteousness. He is the one who makes you pure as he is pure. He is the one who makes the way for you to become God's child. He is the one who opens your eyes to see the greatness of the love that the Father has lavished upon you. He is the one who enables you to pass this love on to others. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. But we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Let us pray. Father, we come to you this morning and we ask you to open our eyes that we might see just how much you do love us. Help us to see what you have done for us in Christ Jesus and help us to take a hold of it by faith. That on that day when we stand before you, we may stand just as if we had never sinned. Father, we thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen.